Welcome back to the Model Mentality Show. My name is Austin Chadwick and co-host is Chris Lucian. And today we're going to be talking about uh, maybe what to do, what to try, or uh, sharing experiences on uh, joining a mob that's maybe not doing other good things from extreme programming or retrospectives or any of these uh, things that uh, you may believe that are really good for a team and you show up on a team and it's surprising, you know, and so um, yeah, maybe to kick it off, Chris, have you ever encountered uh, a situation like that where you join a team or a team starts mobbing and uh, you notice these things? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so it, it's pretty interesting because, you know, I think that uh, I, whenever I encounter kind of mobbing at a, a mobbing meetup or something, uh, you you hear it kind of always tied into extreme programming and and um you know radical candor and retros and, and other things like that right um you know just kind of the culture uh, even lean right for example um and uh but i do i do think that there are uh teams out there that are just mobbing uh but not doing those things and so uh and it's a pretty interesting concept but you know i, I want to kind of talk about um when we first started mobbing uh, for the first time. Um, this would be kind of like 11 years ago or so for me. Um, uh, the team back then wasn't doing uh, test-driven development. Um, the, the team was le maybe learning about it. Uh, they had implemented a Kanban board uh, maybe three to six months before, um, but you know everything was still very waterfall and it was, it was kind of taking a look at a project together that had been in development for a year and a half and was stalled. Um, and so that, that's just kind of like an interesting, you know, it's part of the kind of origin of like, you know, good practices made their way into the system because we had retros and we had learning sessions, the virtuous loop, so to speak. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like mobbing there, um, was def there was definitely like, you know, a kind of popcorn of ideas and thing things along those lines that had come up. And then another place that I've seen this, um, is at meetups that are not agile related right and so you might go to a, a specifically a language meetup or something like a python group um and you you uh, people would start mobbing in the sense that it's like hey let's get around the computer and, and start writing python but then there's like no unit like they're, they're discussing an algorithm right not a um uh not a pure tdb uh um system and then i also think that um there are different interpretations of mobbing from the community at large. And so I think often people try mobbing uh, even without any of the other practices because they've heard like, oh, mobbing is a thing where you all get together around the same computer um, and the absence of extreme programming or any of those other things are in there, but they still try it. Um, so so uh, those are some things that I've seen and they're, they're pretty interesting. But how about you, Austin? Yeah, yeah. Maybe before I get into my experiences, I, you know, so I think... Um, one of the things that uh, is interesting about this situation is like, what do, what do you do about it? You know what I mean? So what, what did you find yourself doing in those situations to, um, I guess, help the team move in a positive direction? Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, so so extreme programming in general, I think is is kind of hard to get to, especially for people with like a traditional computer science education. Um, because uh, you know, I've I've had I've had professors at college tell me 
like unit tests are are for you know kind of idiots and stuff like that like i i i've heard that sort of thing before um you know it's like or thinking algorithmically or like or you know what's the big o notation of this algorithm your unit test doesn't mean anything to me um and you know while there's like some validity to that uh in in um with the idea of like computational complexity is important sometimes um you know there there was definitely blinders on there uh and so but but even like taking a step back from from tdd it's like solid principles grasp principles or uh you know functional design at all uh you know you you get this weird effect of like okay where where is the incremental improvement to the team's skills and, and so um you know i think one of the big things that was really great when we were first mobbing is um i don't, I don't think anybody on the team had seen a model view controller pattern before and they were working in asp forms um and so uh you know because no one was comfortable using the mvc framework we, we uh, you know kind of uh i put together an example of a fake mvc framework in asp forms uh that that then got people kind of like oh this is interesting this is still asp forms but it's you know it's using this new pattern and so um and that, none of that was unit tested but but the main thing was like just illustrating you have an opportunity in a mob to illustrate things that people just didn't know existed. Uh, and I find that that's a lot of the time just the barrier is like um, the awareness is is just not there. And so uh, uh, I, I find that so mobbing like, you know, it's like even just learning the shortcuts like people are mobbing. Like, oh, what did you do there? Um, uh, a lot of that is just uh, kind of. Um, a launch pad for incremental improvements. And, uh, but I also, I also know that you know, I, I'm somebody that's very comfortable playing the long game. And so I'm, you know, I, I, for impatient people, I think that it, it's very hard to, uh, to deal with that. Um, and so uh, a lot of time, you know, I think in the past in all of those situations, I think I started with, um, you know, can we get keyboard shortcuts under control? And then, and then from there, uh, you know, if people are not really typing at like, um, you know, maybe 50 words a minute, I, I even, I, there was a time in the early modern period where we were just playing typing games during our learning session because it was like, hey, let's just get our typing speed up and, and avoid hunting and pecking. We put cardboard over people's keyboards at, at times too. Um, and then, and then it was like, okay, well, um, you know, from, from the typing speed and the keyboard shortcuts, like, uh, you know, there's some solid design principles and, and even just decoupling, like even just taking one of the grasp principles, like, you know, so loosely coupled, right? So it doesn't even have to be highly cohesive. That thing can be over there and that thing can be over there, but let's just decouple things. Um, and so, uh, you know, it was, it was just a gradual incremental improvement and it was like the smallest possible change and just trying to inch uh, a little bit toward um toward better all, all the time and and you know how, how can we deliver this a little bit faster how can we uh make sure that this thing is not going to break that thing a little bit easier um and so uh, i think initially it's just starting with a lot of tricks like oh my gosh like you know uh we're in a JetBrains ide for the first time and i hit double shift and i found this thing the shortcut um or alt enter and like oh that was amazing like how did that method appear uh it can be mind-blowing but but the you know that, that's that's 
assuming that there's somebody in there that can kind of show some, you know, something new and interesting. And then the team is motivated enough to, to onboard that. But I, I see that, right? So like if I'm at a meetup and, and no one's unit testing, right? Like I'm not worried about that they're not unit testing because there's probably something else even like more, you know, earlier than that. So, so it'll, it'll typically be either a solid principle or a grasp principle. And I'll just be like, Hey, did you know you could, you know, do this thing? Or, um, I run into a lot of software developers that don't know what, uh, interfaces are like, as far as like, uh, you know, non, you know, no implementation interface, like kind of the C-sharp definition of an interface. Um, and just introducing to that, like people to that is, uh, you know, if, and <laughs> in the early days of mobbing, there was even kind of like a homework thing of like, hey, you know, everybody go home and study <laughs> interfaces. Is that something we should know? Um, and, uh, but yeah, very incremental, very slow um, and, and comfort with playing the long game. I, I think that that's, you know, and, and, you know, there are definitely environments that, um, that have interviews that filter for that. Uh, and, and so, um, you know, there's also that, but I think any group of developers, you know, could be mobbing and, and move forward as long as the virtuous loop exists. Because mm -hmm. if it doesn't exist, then, then you're kind of doomed to continue the same repetitive behavior forever. Um, and so th th that's kind of where my thoughts are on that um, is, yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, I totally agree with the vision of coming into it with a long game. Mm -hmm. And I think what I'm about to share on is uh, maybe the chaotic process to get there for some people, including myself. So yeah. I think for whatever reason, there is this kind of utopia view of mobbing. Like you show up in a mob, oh, if they're ensemble programming, then they're, you know, they have lean system thinking and they're doing extreme programming. They're probably releasing to production, like, I don't know, every five minutes, you know, whatever, you know, like yeah. the expectations are crazy high. And so what I've seen before in my own personal experience, and I've also heard some couple of stories from others is um, uh, there was one time where I came into a, a, an ensemble and it was overwhelming because it was like, I see like 50 things that seem pretty bad to me, right? And emotionally, it's like, what do you do with that, right? You do your, your hair catches on fire in front of everyone and you, you know, you throw a tantrum in front of the mob. Like you can't do that, right? And so what do you do to process through that? You know, there's so a new mobbing role. The mobbing role is just cry in the corner, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. The weeping and gnashing of teeth role. There you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how do you, in one sense, emotionally process through that? And I think I have a couple of things. One is um, get therapy, so to speak, right? Like uh, you need someone to talk to, to work through it, to brainstorm, to figure out like, how do I take the 50 things I'm seeing? And like you said, play the long game, like, you know, listen to some reggae music, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, and you know, when you come to the mob and be like, okay, there's 50 things that are wrong, but the, I think the most important thing is this. So let me gently introduce that. Right. Yeah. And so to get there, at least for me, it was finding someone who could like, so to speak, coach me while uh, I'm with this team. Right. And so I'd be like, okay, help me figure this out. I'm seeing X just like throwing the ball, throwing the wall, like stickies, like here are all the things I'm seeing. Help me figure out what's the next best move to take with this team. Right. You know, and so and, uh, well, and a big anti-pattern there is yeah. slamming a team with everything they're doing wrong. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. 
And yeah. so, you know, I, I definitely, you know, I've seen that behavior before where people are like, whoa, you guys are not doing this, 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 and this. And, and that's like, you know, so the Esther Derby, Don Gray center enter turn thing that I mentioned before, uh, that's like a big piece of it. Um, but, you know, I, I think in general, um, if you, you know, if you come up with so much feedback it's overwhelming for you're, you're you're going to be ejected from the team especially if you're brand new to the team yeah. um you will you know you will just destroy any reput reputability with the people that are there um for a long time and um i think back to my experiences in in similar situations and i think often uh you know again very patient but i i think often it was just like you know, everybody's at their own place in their learning journey and, and having that mentality had been really good. And I, I've definitely run into people that, you know, it's like I only I only hire uh, senior people because I can't deal with more junior people. Like it, it just won't, it won't work for me, you know. Um, and, and you know, that sort of thing just exists in the system. But I, I think you know, regardless of skill level, it, it, it's like, what have you been exposed to over your career? And I, I think, um, I think it's getting a lot better lately because I think schools have started teaching more XP practices like universities have, um, or, or even just like, you know, uh, design patterns and things like that. Like I've seen master's courses and, 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 uh, even some bachelor level stuff that talks about design patterns at the very least of just alerting people that they exist. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's so, <laughs> yeah, you, you kind of, the, the, the first thing you want to do is like, you know, if you want to be on the team, uh, try not to alienate them. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's like the number one um, uh, thing you start off with. And then, and then from there, it's like, you know, again, it, it will be gradual incremental improvement. But, uh, you know, it, and I think that a lot of teams can, can get to, um better than most teams very quickly like you you can pass the you can pass the median maybe uh uh very quickly like within a matter of years of like people just kind of studying one thing after the other um but there need you know there needs to be a desire to do that on the team right and, and kind of like endless complacency is like definitely not a place that you want a team to be right. um yep yeah yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I totally agree. And uh, that you don't want to overwhelm them. Yeah. You don't want to hit them with the 50 things. And so what, uh, you know, find for me, it was find someone to talk to so that I can talk through the 50 things and get that, like, get it out. Right. And mm -hmm. then also have an outlet. So like, if I'm with the team and mobbing and let's say I see five things that don't, but I don't want to say all five things right now in this moment is I'll literally write them down and then add them to a Kanban board and be like, Okay, I'm gonna reconsider that one later. Maybe I'll save that one for later. But right now, here is the one thing I'm gonna to try to help them with. So it's like, I have the ideas, have them get out into a second brain, so to speak. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> and, do, you, do you know what you're describing right now? Uh, please, it's, use, it's, uh, it's red green refactor for the team. Right. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. so you yeah. you know the the team is green when you encounter it. Yeah. Uh, you, you're, you're about to introduce a change. So, so even just letting them know like, Hey, alt enter exists in this JetBrains ID and people are yes. like, boom. Right. And then you, you have to get the test passing. Like everybody starts using it, practicing it, and then you're green. Right. And then, 
and then the the refactoring is like how did your process change right uh, and then you know over time and, and like just digesting right there needs to be a digestion period because because one thing that I think people will do is just like introduce one thing after the other without you know so you have like the storming and forming but no norming right and and yeah, so yeah. like you know you have this change on the team that is like you know and, and so compounding that over time can also be destructive and so it's like it, it's the red green refactor for the team yep yeah i totally agree because you do need you yeah like you said you need to incrementally you know do it little by little and each thing it's not like as soon as someone first you know using the alt enter Oh, one person did it. Okay, here's the next thing. Here's my second thing on the yeah. combo to teach yeah. them or show them, you know, or to suggest to change. And um, and and it doesn't even come, you're not even coming into the mindset like I know everything and you know, I'm gonna come in and teach them. It's more just like, oh, I see something that could be better and it's worth a discussion, you know, at least. And so that's that's a really good point. Um, yeah, I think in those scenarios, uh making a big deal out of things that you learn from them as well. Yeah. Uh, right. So, so if it's a reciprocal relationship, it is much better than like being, you know, the coach in the room or like, right. you know, always the the person with some critical feedback about how the teams. So, um, you know, I, I think back back to those early days as well. Um, I I basically had zero domain knowledge, and there were people there that had years and years of domain knowledge. And so it was like, wow, that was such a good discovery or such a, you know, such a great input that like we can continue to, you know. Um, and so I, I do think that, you know, emphasizing without patronizing um, is uh, a really strong um, uh, activity for, for anything that you can kind of just pull from the group of like, okay, this is like a thing that we can discover together. Um, or if somebody, reveals a problem maybe they're embarrassed even embarrassed about it but like being like oh wow like that this is a really great opportunity for all of us and you know just kind of um you know throwing out compliments anytime you can around around things that you know even, they might seem like they come naturally but but still uh you know anything that kind of can, can be considered a a solid contribution um because i think one thing that teams really uh should have is is essentially a focus of like especially in ensemble work is um if you're in an ensemble uh you might lose kind of like personal ownership of like the code being developed by the mob but you have total ownership over your contributions to improve the mob and so um so i think that uh you know a big thing is is that whenever there's a a solid contribution to improve the mob uh, that that recognition for that goes out, um, and and that that can then start kind of sparking, um, you know, kind of a compounding effect of like, you know, because because really what the behavior that I think you ultimately want is a passion for improving the work, the ability for the team to do their work, um, and you want to instill that in others, and so so uh, kind of noting that whenever that occurs um especially outside of you personally um is is a really great way of uh getting the team kind of rolling on that on their own without having you to have that all the time and then and then you can always use learning time to kind of virtuous loop the thing um yeah and so and some of the best victories there i think are uh 
you did a you know so so like mobbing started because one of the team members was coming to the learning sessions and doing katas and, and, and was saying i'm stuck on my project and can we go into a conference room like we do with the katas but let's just work on our real work together like that and it was like okay yeah let's all go do that that sounds great and it was, it was very safe it was kind of like treated almost as a learning activity but it became doing mm -hmm. all the real work together all the time so it was, it was a really great outcome yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I think, I think that's super key to all this and, and, it, and it's tough. And this is why coaching in any realm or, you know, learning in any realm was really hard is that, you know, there, you have all these ideas firing in your head. Um, but then you also got to keep in mind the interpersonal aspect of it. And so I think, like you said, part of the digestion is not just you hitting the team with more and more improvements every five seconds. Right. And so being transparent, like you said, right. Like, someone else on the team is really skilled in X and you're not say that, like, I don't know. Can you help, you know, teach this? I would really like to learn this while we're working on this problem. Right. And so that will naturally lead to like, wow, that really helped us. Thank you. You know what I mean? And like acknowledging it, like he said, without patronizing. Right. Cause yeah. uh, you know uh, with any of these interpersonal things um, there's always a twisted version of it that feels really manipulative. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you're not coming into it with a good heart where you're actually learning from someone else, uh, they'll see it and it, it probably won't be effective because people yeah. can pick up on that kind of stuff. And then I think in a non-manipulative way, kind of build up that emotional capital, right? Where it is a relate like a relationship where we're both learning and teaching from each other, right? And so, you know, if uh, you accomplish a task together, um, even if 49 out of the 50 things you want to improve weren't done in it, you can still celebrate the good part of that, right? And acknowledge uh, the good parts of it and take the sponsor role and celebrate it and amplify someone's voice uh, while you are solving that problem. And those kind of things can really help build up so that when you do say, hey, you know, uh, I noticed what we were doing early in the morning was this. What do you guys think about trying this experiment? They, they're, they're more open to hear the idea as opposed to from like an outside voice that uh, they don't know or you know someone who doesn't seem to care about what they bring to the team right so yeah well uh coming up on time here so yep. I'll, I'll just ask the audience um you know have you ever mobbed with without doing xp rad can retrospectives uh what was that experience like uh you know did you um did it bother you kind of viscerally or uh you know was there something you know interesting about it um you know or, or maybe you experienced a lot of turnover on your team and people come in they start mobbing but they don't really have a lot of the background uh and, and they're all new people like that's a, definitely a possibility in in the software environment um so tell us about it in the comments uh we'd love to hear about that and um you know share this episode with anybody that uh you think might be going through this right now and like and subscribe and we'll see you all next time Thanks, everybody. Bye.